in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome to this week's Top 10 Show. <laughs> Look at this. This is crazy, huh? I'm opening it up this week because John is a little bit of horse. He's a little under the weather, so I to speak. Am. But he's troopering through like a damn soldier. I am one of your two hosts, <laughs> Matt Nost, joined by the always. Uh, the outlaw, John Rogue. How are you, everybody? Oh, I like it. Uh, <laughs> I just got back from interviewing Clint Eastwood, so I'm full in cowboy mode. Uh, what a great situation to interview him from Richard Jewell. But I rushed over, over the hill, back from the Four Seasons so I could do the show. And my throat is terrible. I'm sorry. I, I'm getting, I got over this illness, or the, I'm getting over this cold. Uh, but I coughed my lungs out last night, and it tore my throat up. So I'm going to do the best I can. Yeah, do the best you can. Yeah. Don't worry. We can also, like, try and keep it low tones, <laughs> you know? Be soothing on both of us. I don't feel I like, like I need to get so loud, so that yeah. way you're not stressing. Your f- you got a lot of talking to do tonight. My worry is that uh, as I get lower, I'll lose uh, letters in, an, in, in a word or a word. Sometimes when I get too low, it's like... <laughs> yeah, but I love it when my voice is raspy like that. <laughs> Because it just, it so rarely happens. Like you wake yeah. up from back in the day, a night of drinking, and I used to smoke oh, yeah. too. And it's just a full pack and a half night uh-huh. plus a ton of beers. And you wake up and just like the smoothest R&B bass line <laughs> singer for that first like four hours. You're like, I wish this would just stay all the time. But it's so throaty and thick. And you're like, this is. Oh, yeah. The drunk, the uh, drunk, the next day after being drunk is, is the greatest voice. You're just like, Sometimes, yeah. hey, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. You had a hell of a night. Yeah. A lot of screaming, a lot of everything else. You tax the hell You're of like, it. I'll take the two liter and the uh, pizza, please. He's like, no, I want my coffee black. <laughs> of course he does. Listen to the man. He's had hard life. Uh, I don't have those mornings too much anymore. Uh, who'd you have in here before when you were dropping dimes? It's hot as fuck in here. Who did you have in here? Uh, uh, Makuga came in and did uh, something else Makuga in between. And Cody. Yeah. Yeah, Cody. Okay. So they brought the fire to the NFL. It's not like he's still in the, the booth. No, you know what no. I mean? So we oh, say whatever right. we right. want about yeah. it. Yeah. Cody only starts us off, then he leaves. Remember when they used to stay and watch our show and laugh their butts off? Well, I think that they were, unfortunately, they forced to be in there on some level. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess they were paid to uh, be in the room. Yeah. But we made their job fun. <laughs> I feel like we did. Yeah. That's all I know. Uh, anyway, so um, how are you, man? How are things? What's going on? Uh, I'm good. Uh, you know, holidays are coming way quicker than we anticipated. No so it's just trying to get everything done in these yeah. last like two and a half weeks before a big chunk of everybody I know is going to be gone and yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like life shuts down on some level. Um, LA gets crazy around the holidays, man. It gets crazy and then it's dead. Well, last year was the first year I've been here at Christmas in a long time. I was. It was pretty weird, yeah, right? It's totally dead. It's all the stuff that everybody says. It's yep. like when you're here on Thanksgiving. But, yeah. But Christmas is even bigger. Mm-hmm. It's but yeah, nobody's from here, so the town shuts down. Yeah. And yeah. all industry stops basically calling out people for callbacks and all that stuff by the second week of December. Yep. Like you get those random late auditions going into, but everybody's kind of like, meh. Yeah. I've had some before where I had to call back. While I was out of town, it's like, oh, the callback will be on the 27th. I'm like, nobody's going to be here. Why are you doing I got chewed out once. I was on the mountain uh, at the top of the mountain, good cell reception. My phone starts buzzing because I have it hooked into uh, speakers in my helmet. Yeah. Damn. Um, huh? Oh, it's not really. It's, dude, you, you buy the adapter, you put it in there. You take two of those, you know, those old foam disky ones. Oh, yeah. 
So I bought the best version of those, and I took off the plastic strapping, and then just let put those in the earmuffs in nice. the because they have uh, flaps where you can uh, unzipper it, and you yeah. can buy their version, pay one hundred and eighty, two hundred dollars for it, or you can get something that's equal, you know, equivalent. Yeah, yeah. For seventeen dollars, and just do it yourself. Wow. Okay. But I got a phone call at the top of the mountain, and I was like, "Hello," and it was my agent. He was like, <laughs> "You have a call back today." Mike, I told you three times before this, I was leaving yeah. town. And I had booked like five jobs in the past five months with them. And I was like, I'm entitled to take time off. I told you I was going to be gone. Yeah. You work for me type of attitude, uh, which I'm sure you've been through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you're starting out, unless you have like a, a strong sense of self, agents know they can push you around yeah, or I guilt you. Drive to everywhere. Frustrate. Yeah, right. Drive you. Like, oh, you get that two o'clock call for the. Four o'clock mm-hmm. Santa Monica audition or yeah. five o'clock Santa, and you're like, oh god damn it, cross town traffic. You do it, but you do it because you want to show your agent that you're willing to put mm-hmm. that extra effort in. But as you start booking things and you get more, you start to realize, wait, they think they can still use the same tactics on you over and over again, yeah. and that's when you start to push back. You'd be like, no, 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 I made you some goddamn money. Calm down. Yeah, when yeah. you get sent to crash auditions, but they've gone to the full digital system, so there is no crashing anymore. Oh yeah, that happened to me a few times. Yeah, the worst is uh, the worst is when they send you something. And you th- and they make it seem like it's a big deal, and you show up and it's a fucking cattle call. That's the worst. That's when I've got, I got. A, I remember walked in. Or I knew when I was near the end of doing acting, I walked into the commercial audition, and there was like 150, 120 people. And I walked in. I was like, "Fuck you!" Turned right around, got in my car, called my agent. I go, "Don't you ever in your fucking life send me to a goddamn cattle call audition again?" Were you union or non? Union. Okay. Well, then yeah. I was like, I booked, I, well, I booked a shit ton of nationals. This is ridiculous. But at the very least, then it should be run like a union. It's one of those things. If you never sign out when you're right. over the hour, if it happens to go over, because they are they tell by you, and large, you're supposed you're to supposed do that. to right. But that's got to piss off the casting director. Of course, I only did it one time ever because the callback was on a Saturday, and mm. I had to be there at 10 a.m. And I sat there for 90 minutes, and the, the casting director, I, I liked the place, and I went there all the time. Yeah, but it was somebody I never saw there, and he was an asshole. And I just walked out. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm signing out for the first time ever. And I've yeah. been on I don't know how many hundreds of auditions and callbacks. Right, right. Was, this is the only time it's ever had. But I couldn't wait to go union. Yeah. As soon as I got my second job and I could afford it, boom, there's your dues. I'm not going to any more non-union bullshit yeah. ever again. It was worth it. And I didn't care that that took away at that time like half my auditions. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Because they don't give a flying F about your time. Oh, no. Non-union don't give a <laughs> oh, shit man. about you. I have sat there and oh, that's what – Oh, yeah. We just talked about the eagerness before. Mm-hmm. I've sat at it before where I've been waiting for two and a half hours. Yeah. And just waiting and waiting and they're like – you can't get mad because you're like, hey, look, I committed to doing this, so right. I'm just going to accept that this is happening, right. and it gets done when it gets done. When I was doing voiceovers uh, more consistently at way more, so I was going into auditions all the time, mm-hmm. right? Same thing. You, But it, even though union doesn't matter, you would sit in the waiting room for three hours sometimes to do a voiceover audition. Bananas. And the thing is, and this is not – I'm not trying to bash any of my fellow voiceover auditioners, but some people who do voiceover – Get super fucking anal about one word on the second page and the seventh paragraph down, and they just have to do multiple takes to get this right because they think if they get that one word right, it's going to book them the fucking job. And every casting director you go to says, voiceover guy, within 30 seconds, they know if you're the right voice or not. Of course, it's a voice. Within 10, they know if you're the right voice. So for you obsessing on the second page of a fucking, of the copy of whatever you're auditioning for, is ridiculous. I, I I sat in one time with a friend of mine, and she did seven takes of God. one 
line and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I make, I'm making an effort to get in and get out of the audition yeah. as quickly as possible. I understand needing like, oh, if you really flub. Right. If you, especially of coming course. out of the gate of, you know, there's two, three points you got to get too quick. Yeah. And whatever, they get jumbled. Uh, but so long as the way I always did, I didn't do VOs, but you ever walk into an audition and uh, it seemed to happen with insurance a lot. And you had to explain like umbrella coverage. I remember one where specifically you walked in, they didn't send a side before, uh, but it was a union job. Yeah. But I had a full page written out on a board that I had to memorize as best, not memorize, but you know, you need to sell this because you're looking straight down the barrel of the camera yeah. the whole yeah, time, yeah, breaking yeah. the fourth wall. So there is no looking to the side Brando style. And yeah. so I just break it down into uh, an outline in my head and go, I'm not going to get all the words right, but I just, I know I need to hit these yeah, complicated these little, you know, things and I'll dance around. Right. And you flub up, but with VO, it just, it's such oh. the voice. That's what it is. You got to nail it within the first 10 to 30 seconds or else they're not going to watch it. Makes sense. And, and, and I, so I'm so, I was always blown away by that. That's why when I got my shit, I could audition at home. I auditioned at home. Oh yeah. I was the best audition at home because no one's a harsher critic of my voice and my intention in the lines and getting them right than I am. So listening back to myself. But even then I talked to a dude who like it, it was worse for him to do it from home. He was doing like 37 takes of a fucking yeah, line. Yeah, I can see that too. Because he was like so fucking anal about because it. Because you like, can yeah. be. Yeah, right. I, I was never like that, Some man. people need these – another person puts a limit. Yeah. Just like this is all you can do it. You can do it this many times. Yeah. I yeah. pride myself – when I do stuff for Crypt TV, I pride myself that I could do an entire page without breaking. Okay. And do it correctly because it's better for the editors, right? Sure. They don't want to go line by fucking line. Yeah. If you do it correctly, it's easier for them to edit within. So I try to be really good at doing that. And if I mess up the take, then I go back and do it again. If I have to do section by section, I'll do that too. But I really try to do it like one whole page, move on to the next page. It makes it easier. And I'm done audition or I'm done recording in like 30 minutes and I've made 600 bucks. So it's not a negative. Yeah. Oh, easy peasy. Oh, exactly. <laughs> easy peasy. <laughs> anyway. It's, it's long so long. long as you have the talent and, and you the, can take care of it. Yeah, skill. and the skill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you worked on it. It's not like it's all. Yeah. Skill is a, really the biggest part of anything, man. Really is. Talent will get you so far. Um, Darn tootin'. Uh, <laughs> so we couldn't – we had trouble coming up with the topic for Jumanji this week. Just like, yeah. oh, we, you know, we batted around a couple different ones. That's why you're looking at ensemble comedy because we thought about doing ensemble action or a few other variations playing yeah. within because uh, that's been you know, working well for us. We find these little interesting hooks uh, as opposed to just going, well, we can't – I can't, I can't do The Rock. Right. We didn't even discuss doing individual. I know. I always put that out of my head because you can't – he hasn't enough movies that you've seen. You, I don't think you've even seen ten movies of The Rock. No. Yeah. See, so we can't do it because yet. It, all the ones where she's like, "Yeah, I went saw it because you enjoy that type of action film from him. That's right, fine. Right. 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 I get the the appeal of the guy. Yeah. He's never bad in these bad movies. No, he's not. Exactly. Yeah. He's always The Rock, and then sometimes The Rock's in a good movie. Right. That's how he exists in my head. He's always The Rock. It's inevitability of cinematic life at this point. <laughs> I love it. Uh, anyway, yeah, so. So we went with comedy ensemble for this one. Yeah. And it's a definition of what ensemble means to you. Yes. Two, because there is no set definition of what an ensemble is, technically. Right. I guess so. Well, look, look at you already creating the parameters to cheat around. It's not really cheat. There, there are some exceptions, but I weighted accordingly and had variations into, you know, how I legislated this list. For me, if it was at least four more, it's an ensemble. Okay. I'm a little bit more fungible on a couple movies. Fungible, you mean like smaller than four? No, fungible, uh, malleable. Oh, malleable. Okay, okay. I tried to go with larger as best fair I enough, could. Fair enough. Um, 
But some which is like, okay, well, all the this, that's, and the others in this one are yes. bouncing around. And yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it, yes, it's focused on maybe uh, select individuals, but right. every person that comes in is fantastic, and you remember them just as well as that. Yeah. So that to me isn't. You know, uh, it's a more it's a division of if it's the guy singularly and all the other actors are like they're helping him along, right? As opposed to adding to and creating a fuller environment. It's like, well, to me, then it's all of their movie, yeah, on some level. That's a fair point. I'm not blaming the other actors in those movies. Just <laughs> different directors and writers require different things to tell their story. Yeah, some yeah. are better at at it than others. But anyway, so that's how we did it. That's how we did it. And once we set a topic, we go our individual ways and create personal top ten lists. Show back up here. <gasps> I do my bottom three, he does his bottom three, I do my next two, he does his next two, then we trade one apiece. Once we've revealed our personal top ten list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. Stumbled ever so slightly. Number ten for me yeah. is best in show. Oh, good choice. Didn't make my list. Damn, Didn't make that's your a list? good choice. Uh, I've seen it a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times. Uh, it's it's a, such a funny movie. It is. It's got all these little eccentric characters that in lesser hands would feel annoying. Yes. And in Chris Guest's, they're all kind of delicately balanced. They all have their own amount of screen time. Nobody really dominates. They just dance around in this weird little Westminster dog show yeah. wannabe people as they move up through the ranks. And that is a weird subculture. <laughs> you know, everybody gets into random things in life. But having the best show dog. Yeah. Okay. It's an interesting I, – I like it because of what you get with uh, the fact that as much as they make fun of people – and this is what is so great about Christopher Guest's movies. As much as he makes fun of people, he still uh, reveres them or still has a certain level of respect for them because the caricatures are never without heart and never without some kind of vulnerability to them. Mm-hmm. And he, even if it's not spoken – Sometimes it's just a shot where the camera hangs on the person after the interaction has happened. Sure. And they kind of like don't know what to do or don't know what to say or seem a little hurt but don't want to show it. Okay. Like, oh, wow, this is really cool. You know? And so like Jennifer Coolidge and uh, Jane Lynch when they're having their lesbian relationship yeah. with that, all of that, the old dude, like all of that. You flash over to uh, – oh, shoot. Why am I going to blank on her name? The super uptight yuppie couple. I'll never remember his name. Yeah, Mary Louise Parker. Is that what you're talking no, about? No, 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 no. It's a uh, – uh, Oh my God, she has nonstop worked. It's another three parter, I believe. Oh, okay. Her name, her name's another three parter. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh man, oh man, oh man. I'll look it up. <laughs> That's gonna drive me nuts. I apologize. My favorite sequence is the I like the peanut, the chestnut, all kinds yeah. of nuts. The, the, just the, as Chris gets that slow hound dog. Yeah, the, and he's got his. As long as he can go with those nuts, I was like surprised at how long he could go with that. It was one of the funniest things in the world. But you have like uh, what Catherine. Uh, Oh jeez, Eugene Levy and Catherine uh, O'Hara. O'Hara, yeah, yeah, right. Those two with oh, no, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Her stumbling Parker Posey. It Parker three Posey. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who I actually was thinking of, not Mary Louise Parker. Yeah, Parker yeah, Posey. it's the same. Yeah, it was the right. same roughly thing. Not yeah. really. No offense to you, two fine actresses. They're both great. <laughs> we happen to be listening. Or yeah. Watching. yeah, right. Hey, listen, we got retweeted by uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger that's or right. Shriver, according right. to Twitter. That's true. The at was Schwarzenegger, but the name on it, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's neither yeah. here nor there. <laughs> but I, yeah, I hope your Danielism real is good and does well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. supposed to interview him maybe for the deep cut about it, so we'll see down the road. Oh, cool. Does. Yeah, we'll see. It's him and uh, Sarandon and Robbins. Mm-hmm. Is it Miles Robbins? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It looks weird, too. A cool little different kind of weird film, so I'm excited for Don't it. Don't know anything about it. I've just seen the poster. Yeah. It's like, it. kind of like Mandy, the Nicolas Cage film. Okay. It's kind of had that vibe, apparently, so okay. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what's your number nine? My number nine is – oops, wrong uh, document. Um, OK. So here's one. OK. Uh, three Amigos. 
Oh, okay. It does kind of primarily, but because El Guapo, it is. El Guapo and the villagers and whatnot, I'm going to count them as a fourth. Sure. And we get to a four. Trust me. I looked at that and I was like, that's why it's nine. Yeah. It could rate higher. If people want to take me to task and say it's not an ensemble, yes, yes and no. They do spend a lot of time in that movie interacting with all the different villagers Mm -hmm. and then El Guapo and all his, you know, guys and whatnot. And there are times when they're alone, but. I would say the bulk of the movie is them interacting with other people. It's always them with it. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's a collaborative effort to make something that I think is a fantastic comedy. I hope people see it. It's ridiculous fun. It is. It's all it is. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for some you know, message movie, this is not it. <laughs> no. This is an interesting little... Oh, although I would say the song where they're singing to Martin Short, that's kind of a message. They have small, <laughs> a couple small, and the, the, small, the little guy standing up against... Yeah. Yeah, which is something that should resonate more yes, with you. Yes, it does. Um, so, I just... So, party, 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 <laughs> and they have to do this act out. And then Jeffy Chase accidentally sing, kills yeah. the invisible... Uh, was it uh, sing, the invisible singing man or whatever? Just ridiculousness Ugh. left and right. Oh, beer. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe it worked. I, I just can't believe it worked. I loved it as a kid, and I think it's even better as an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My little buttercup. They're doing a little dance, but everything's the, these just heinous Nazi murderers or whatnot. Right, they're right. Germans coming through, so they're all like, hey, okay. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> smile, smile. Oh, man, that movie. It kills me every time. But it is... Three years in the title. Who directed that one, by the way? Was it Landis? I think it is Landis. Okay. All right. I got to look it up. I got to know. I got to know. Uh, what's your number eight? Ah, pardon me. Number eight is uh, Old School. Uh, old School. Wow. Shit. How did that not get on my list? That's uh, another words. the three of them, but then all the other frat guys and Piven and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. They're bouncing off of one another. So I counted that one. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I like the way I have different lists. It's cool. Okay. Well, okay. look, I, I think there's going to be one you have, and uh, actually Mance, before you got here, was, was selling first, me on it. Yeah, he was trying well, to sell Well, he, he asked me what was on my list, and uh, then I started going through, and I was like, I bet you John may have this one. He's like, yeah. you don't have that? Come on. Mm-hmm. I explained my reasons. He's like, I understand what you're saying, but then he started trying to sell me on the comedy. I was like, I'm willing to relent a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> Uh, no, I like I love old school. Old school is of of that Will Ferrell era. That's still one of the ones that I like enjoy and revere because it doesn't. It's like Anchorman's so weird, and Blades of Glory is interesting. And uh, oh, I didn't uh, like Blades of Glory. Uh, Bob, Ricky Bobby is funny though for weird things. Yeah, that grew on me. But old school is the one that I love to pieces because oh yeah, Frank it's, the Tank so funny. It's just all around. It's so funny. And you've got this other, like, real story going on. Yeah, with Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson trying to get with uh, What's-Her-Face. And then Vince Vaughn just doing everything to get away from the married life that he doesn't want. Yeah, right. And and Will Ferrell not knowing what the hell he wants at all. Yeah. You know? An immature guy. <coughs> oh, you're, you're crazy, man. And he's been shot with that trank dart, and he falls into, what is it? The oh, Hello Darkness, yeah. my old friend. Looking, uh, yeah, Mrs. Whatever it's called, the graduate reference, yeah. Uh, Sean William Scott. <laughs> you're crazy, man. Yeah, crazy. with the mullet. <laughs> oh, you're, cra- you're crazy, man. <laughs> that movie, I just, it, it succeeds. It is the, to me, it cemented what I liked about Will Ferrell on uh, uh, SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, doesn't this predate... Anchorman? Yeah, absolutely. This is the this is the one that it, started it. Yeah, it got him into leading status yes. where you could do something like an Anchorman. He's the one you were talking about when you left the theater. He was, yeah. 
just because he was so mag- like magnetic. Mm-hmm. And everything that I loved about him on SNL, because he'd just steal every scene without having to try. He wasn't yeah. going out of his way to be an asshole. Right. And you could see that from the other performers. They enjoyed performing with him because they felt that he more than likely got the best out of them. Yeah. Like they're going to create something really good because he's got a spark of something. Yeah. He really does. Yeah. And in this, you see it <laughs> – my favorite little tidbit finding out years later when he's working on his Trans Am or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she comes out to bring him a drink. When he turns to the neighbor, he's like, hey, Frank, or like whatever it says. There's nobody over there. It was not in the script. He's just interacting with people that don't exist and trying to lead this fucking weekend warrior lifestyle. <coughs> oh, man. It's all right. <clears throat> Sorry, it's all right because the actress who plays his wife in that movie ends up playing Pivot's wife in Entourage. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is, that's Mrs. Ari. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So... She yeah. had a little bit of a run for a while. Wayne is in that, the uh, KKK member oh, next door. Yeah. Or no, he is he the blind guy with the dog? I think oh, Wayne's I the remember. blind guy with the dog. Yeah, maybe. It's just ridiculous. I, I love when Will's like, has to regurgitate all that information. He's like, what happened? I blacked out. <laughs> I blacked out. <laughs> At the uh, sport, athlete, Olympic, mathlete thing, whatever, this huge combined Billy Madison-esque, you got to pass the fourth right. grade <laughs> in one go. It was so ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It was, it was just but the perfect amount of ridiculous. It is, and it still holds up. I, having been or having rushed a frat and been in a frat for like a year, uh, there was a lot of that humor that totally fucking worked, man. Totally. Did. I thought about it. But yeah. I never did it. Yeah. I know you don't strike me as a frat dude, man. You're too, you're too rebellious. You can't put you in a fucking box. You wouldn't like it. Um, yeah, but it, well, I just didn't think the whole hazing uh-huh. to get into was worth it. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry because I had that's what I mean. Two or three others, uh, two or three of them that I hung out with all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And there were these huge houses and whatnot. Like hundred dudes lived in these big mega like complex horseshoe things, yeah, and they yeah, have a yeah. courtyard in between. Yeah. It's like they replicated the same thing in a few different spots. Right. But it just comes out of the, the guys there. It's like, ah, oh, there's six, eight of you that are just chill as hell. I like hanging out with you. And then eventually it's like, do you want to come? And it's like, I don't want to have to walk around with like egg in my hair, which I've yeah. seen other dudes. And they've been up for 48 hours. And yeah. like, that doesn't sound like a good time. I don't yeah. care what you're doing. Hell night was the worst. Getting inducted was the worst. You're yeah. up all, you're up 48 hours. You are. And, they, and I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what fucking college you're from there's a fraternity that does it and they they put you through hell yeah they claim not to do it now everyone has to you know keep quiet about it but you go through it and it was the worst uh ever man but the thing is i should have never done it because like you i have that rebellious streak inside me or this idea of being put in a box and i remember i went at one of the brothers while i was rushing because he was saying something really fucking stupid. And I just yeah. was like, this is the dumbest thing I ever fucking heard of. You want me honest truth? And then all the brothers were like, oh, man. You exactly. Can't, you can't say that against – you're not even part yeah, of well, it. Basically, still he's rushing. a made guy. Yeah, he's a made guy. And I was like, this I, is so fucking stupid. So it then, is. I, then I had to stand up in front of everybody and apologize for fucking calling now, this idiot look, out. You broke the code of conduct. That's right. They all agreed to it. And then you got into the military. Oh, yeah. You know, talk about dumb money to be in a box. But that's that's, that's like, a what's, separate what's situation. like to be in a straitjacket in this box? <laughs> I, I, I like the military because – there are rebellious fuckers in the military, so you find your crew to hang with, and as long as you hit the basic things of what you're supposed to do, you can rebel within well, the system. And I will happily say this. I'm not equating the two because yeah. the military is for an overall goal and a purpose. Right. So the hazing makes sense on some level mm-hmm. because the ask of you in that job is the ultimate sacrifice. They're trying to toughen you up yes. for what may come. They're not trying to do it for kicks. Exactly. For it's shits just and be, giggles like most of these. Oh, you want to have a rifle? Like. Yeah. 
give me a hundred push-ups in the mud, right? Like, no, this is not some bullshit. Right. Whereas to me, fraternities is like, why? Why are we putting ourselves through? It doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Who's this enjoyable for? Right. Right. Except the first group of guys that didn't have to do it and inflicted on the second group of guys. Right. That's the only people it's ever been fun for. Well, you're an NBA guy. Same thing. The, why do the rooks got to carry the bags? What's that all about? Uh, really, if that's the worst of your hazing, I'm that's not saying, bad. I'm just saying. Why do they have to fucking do that shit? Uh, because it's an honor and privilege to be able to be able to potentially make hundreds of millions of dollars. Carry a bag. That's carry fair. a bag. You haven't made it there I yet. I get the logic. I'm just saying. You could, fraternity guys, it's an honor and privilege to wear the letters. You know, That's how microcosm they can be or, or whatever. Talk to me when the legacy of who you are as an individual for the rest of your life is determined by what is the outcome of that. That's a fair point. If it's a frat, I don't know about how well your life went. <laughs> you know, I'm not, not entirely sure because that is stagnation on a level yeah. that we all should grow past on. It you should hope. happen. You hope. It's fine to carry some with you. Not a problem. Yeah. We are a collection of our you know, memories and We're past experiences. Levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's like Al Bundy holding on to scoring however many TDs it was in high school. Like, you got to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Leave childish things behind. Some people hold on to things, man. Yeah. That's for sure. Unless it's the legacy of the individual that you are. So that was my eight. That's your eight number. You're my boy, Blue. Uh, all right. My number 10, then, is Animal House. Okay. Yeah. It's one I still love. I know it's got – I know people maybe watching have issues with it now in 2019, but oh. it's still a very funny movie. I would assume most people would have it higher. No, oh, really? Maybe. Yeah. I, I dinged it for that. That's why it's lower for me because of those issues now. You go back and watch like hmm. I don't think it's funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's your problem. <laughs> so, right, that's your problem. That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Rieger, uh, uh, Timothy – who's the main guy? Tim Matheson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tim Matheson. Yeah. Later going on to Fletch fame, Fletch baby. Fame. He did. He that's did. right. I just saw he him did. on uh, – Not that much later either, too. It was like No, not that much. Just a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, shit, what was he on the other day? Oh. I watch a Madam Secretary with my wife. Oh, yeah. That's one of her shows. So everyone's going to be like, I'll watch that. Sure. I, yeah. We got nothing. We got nothing right now. I wish I'd get into that, man. I want to get into it's it. It's fine. We'll see. I want to get it's into it. It's good for a procedural yeah. CBS drama. We, we need one that we can just go back to all the time. Because, like, our British shit is all, like, three episodes yeah. or whatever. So it's frustrating because oh, it's over. We're the same way. Yeah, yeah. The office has become that. We need to find uh, something else. Okay. But Fair we've enough. done long. I can't get her to do a long run of Cheers. She said she's not interested. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if you're not going to want to do that, you don't want to do Frasier. Because I've never seen the full run of Frasier. Oh, yeah. I've never Frasier's seen the full great. run of Cheers. I've seen most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't, there's got to be ones I've missed. I'm sure. Because I didn't – I just watched them because they were on repeat. Or I saw them at the time. Right. Uh, we watched West Wing. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, we tried Succession. She was out 30 minutes into the first episode. I, think, I liked it. I think the f- – I didn't like okay. anybody – for episodes on that. And I stuck with it going, that's, it has to be too good. Yeah, that's her issue. She doesn't like anybody. She doesn't give a fuck about anybody no, on they're that all show, so. terrible. Yeah. And if somehow the writing becomes so good that they warm to you, and now I enjoy – you accept them for their terrible nature. Right, right, right. It's really interesting. It's turned into must-see TV for me. Nice. This past season was – I heard it's incredible. Really good. I turned her on to uh, The Crown, finally. That's good. She watched season three yeah, with we, me. Yeah, same thing, though. Yeah. Ten episodes. You yep. barrel through. That's and, right. You barrel through. We did it in two days. Done. Yeah. It's we tried to. It'd stop her at some point. But like, we're not watching them because we don't have anything else. <laughs> You're scared. So let's go and watch. We've gone back for like season one of Great British. Oh, yeah. The Bake Off. Yeah, the Bake Off. I've she, seen like season three through everything else, yes. but one and two we haven't. So we've watched a few of those. Bro, she hooked me onto that shit. I had no idea what that was. I That's know people stuff. had talked about it. So we started when the new cast came in, the new two, the, the dude. And oh, the yeah. Woman. We talked about this uh, yeah, like yeah. a few months ago. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, But it's fantastic. Now, now I'll come into the um, living room and she's watching an episode from the first season or the second season. 
Yeah. I'm not like that. I can watch a movie a million times, but I can't go back and watch TV shows, episodes a million times. That's very rare for me. I rarely do that. Yeah. Usually it's something like Deadwood for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, not even that. And you know I love Deadwood to pieces. Yeah. It's not even that for me. It's like I will put on a movie way quicker than I'll put on a season TV Season one show. of Rome. I can watch that. It's a good season. It is. And it's interesting. I got to turn her on to that. She's never seen that. I got to turn her on to that. A lot of British Second season – Falls apart a little yeah, bit because they, they tried to cram it. too much yeah. into it. Yep, yeah, agreed. Uh, uh, anyway, Animal House, Tim Matheson, Peter Riegert, uh whoever the guy that plays Niedermeyer, John Belushi, all those animal, all those national. Kevin Bacon. Lampoon, Kevin Bacon is in this thing. Dean Wormer, uh, uh, Bruce McGill. Who does Bruce the, McGill, yeah, does good for you, good pull. Um, all those guys are in that damn thing. Oh, and uh, Karen Allen or Nancy Allen, right what? from uh, Raiders. She's in it. Uh, what's his name that goes on to Amadeus? Do you understand his name? Oh, yeah, Tom Holtz. Tom Holtz. Right. There you go. And Stephen First, who plays Flounder. So it's a big ensemble of people. It's huge. And crazy stuff they get into, very funny stuff they get into. It's one of the best soundtracks that had come out in the 70s, in my opinion. Um, and it was a blast. So I, I know maybe some people have troubles with it now, but I liked it. Uh, all right, my number nine is uh, The Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Yeah. I thought about it, but I couldn't do it. It's my favorite ensemble from a Wes Anderson movie. Okay, I don't have any because I struggle to – I like them. Yeah. I don't know if I go back to ever watch the quirkiness again type of thing. Oh, wow. Rushmore, okay. yeah. I've seen that a bunch of times. Rushmore's great. Yeah, But yeah. it's not that big enough to be an ensemble. This one is the one that's grown on me over the years. Okay. Like, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, this is cool. I didn't think twice about it. But as the years have gone on and as I've gotten older, I find myself sympathizing with the Gene Hackman character more and more. Okay. And then seeing the travails of the kids and what they go through, I find that more interesting to discover and explore. Whereas I hated Owen Wilson the first time I watched it because I was such a dick. As you get older, you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, there are guys like this. There are just people like this in the world. And what can you do? Uh, it's, it's not – sometimes it's not their own fault. They, yeah. just, they just have a self-destructive impulse within them. So all of that and the Ben Stiller thing, how super anal he is about because his wife died a certain way. So they all have to act a certain way. So it's just fantastic to see the exploration of – because you can see yourself in some of their characters. Sure. Like what are my super anal shit that I do that if you broke it of me, I'd freak out or yeah. I'd be like – what's my OCD that would mess me up? So – all of it is in that uh, – and the writing is fantastic. The voiceover from Alec Baldwin is incredible and all around. I just think it's like maybe his best film. Maybe. Um, OK. Maybe. You could make an argument. I mean I like Moonrise Kingdom a lot. I like Grand Budapest a lot as well. Uh, yeah, Moonrise I thought was good. Yeah. I didn't love it. Do you it. have a favorite one? Do you have one you like? Did you like Fantastic Mr. Fox maybe? Or? Well, I like that one a lot. Rushmore. Yeah. Rushmore, um, yeah. Zisu, but I haven't seen that in a while. Oh, yeah, that's such a weird one, man. It is a weird one, but I right. like it. That was a full-fledged, like, I'm leaning into the quirkiness. Yes. And I liked it at the time, but I want to know if it holds up. Mm -hmm. And I've only seen bits and pieces since. I haven't sat down to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a director that I do that a lot with. Interesting, yeah. Uh, but I'll do it with name almost any other of that kind of ilk, right, so to right. speak, where they have a distinct idea of their world, like Tarantino or the Coen brothers, yeah. or, like, I'm happy to go back to him for... I like his, and I find it fun and inventive, but I don't relive it. He's almost too cute, maybe. No, I just a very specific okay. aesthetic style. Okay. And I like, you know, the I see, at least to me, what you're doing with it and what you're trying to say with it. Yeah. And I acknowledge everything about it, and I do enjoy it, but yeah. I just don't... Revisit. Well, this was Gene Hackman, Angelica Houston, Danny Glover, as I said, Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, Gilmore Paltrow, Luke Wilson. So many people in this ensemble uh, all around. Uh, the Indian guy who's also in The Terminal. I always forget that actor's name. Um, all around. It's great stuff. And then the character actors 
that they get. <coughs> oh, Bill Murray's in this. Yeah. And then Bill Murray's like nerdy the fucking. Therapist, is yeah, he? Yeah, therapist with, with Paltrow. But Bur- Bill Murray's nerdy fucking assistant is constantly following him around, recording everything. That guy, too. So it just, he just fills his, his movies with interesting actors doing interesting things. And so I like Tannenbaum's there. Uh, my number eight is A Fish Called Wanda. Okay. It was yeah. a close cut. Yeah? Yeah. All right. This is one I still go back to because of the Monty Python vibe of it with John Cleese. But you have Jamie Lee Curtis. You have Kevin Klein, You have Michael Palin. Uh, you have the, the, the British dude who's the main guy of the crew trying to steal the line. I know. I can't remember like, what his name is. but yeah. Knock off uh, Charles Bronson. Yeah, But kinda. doesn't have the musculature type of thing. It's like, I don't know, but the English version. Yeah. So he looks like uh, – uh, what is it? The Good Friday, the Bob Hoskins. So like Bob Hoskins' oh, yeah. lieutenant is what he looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like somebody's not quite a boss, but we're, he's close. We're going to get the Jews. Um, but I, I really – this is one that still works for me. Very funny. The physical comedy is funny. The dogs, what they go through is funny to me still. John Cleese is uh, – when he's going to Kevin Klein, going, kick your hot, real good, uh, all that. And then he starts – and then Kevin Klein the stutter. The stutter thing is just uh, Making fun genius. of Ken. Ken. Him going against uh, Michael Palin, isn't oh, it? Yeah. When I was a kid, I didn't understand. I didn't like the character, but now that I know his breadth of work, yeah. and you go back and watch it, and you're like, "What a character!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody so with just a vicious stutter, and I mean, Klein is so good, man. He yeah. came out of the gate just Kill crushing it. from day one. Yeah. It's interesting that he just—I don't know. It seems like he had enough for a while, or yeah. like, you know, I've acted and took a took a break. Yeah, but I think actors, some actors get softer as they get older, and then so they just like they don't like. Run to do as much stuff anymore. Maybe you just prioritize different things. Yeah, it's true. Phoebe Cates, who he's married to, yeah, she completely was, basically stopped. Yeah, basically stopped. Became wife. Became a mother. Did her thing. Uh, and every once in a while, the pop up like social events. You're like, oh my god, how come? Why? What's going on? Here? I know you were so, always great. Yeah, I love Kevin to pieces. Yeah, Rick Moranis. All right, his voluntary withdrawal. Voluntarily retired and still won't come back. Still won't come back. We did it for the kids. His wife died. So yeah. to take care of his kids to be a stay-at-home father for them. He had all the money he needed, I guess. Yeah. And just wanted to be there for them now that she was gone. You're like, wow. Makes all the sense in the world. And now they're gone. They're out of the nest. Right. Hey. And he's been like, I don't know. I kind of – the last I saw because I check in every once again. His movies, even if I don't care for the movie, I always enjoy him. Oh, Yeah. He's doesn't so matter how good. dumb the movie is. Yeah, like Little Giants. I did not like Little Giants. Oh, I haven't seen that forever. Really? But I liked him in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been so long. It couldn't. It's what? It's uh, uh, him and. Uh, is it Ed O'Neill or it's John Ed O'Neill? Okay. And Ed O'Neill's team looks like the Giants. Yeah, I like think the so. New York Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. It's been forever. <laughs> I haven't seen that. That's like a. That wasn't one that popped up. Right in your head. In the queue <laughs> of what I watched it is. Um, all right. What's your number seven? Seven is another where. I think it's the ensemble entirely. But, okay. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, shit. That's a good choice. Because all the Fuck characters balls. that come in are all so yeah. three-dimensional. Yeah. So to me, I mean, look, John That's Goodman good is choice. huge in that. He comes in as Cyclops, but I will remember that forever. And like, yeah. uh, uh, oh, oh, son of a gun, son of a gun, son of a gun, son of a gun. Uh, I like to point for the record. He said he'd remember it forever, and now he can't remember it. Like, it's the irony of that. <laughs> no, that, that specific scene with John Goodman, I'm trying to yeah. think of the – the uh, blind uh, record producer? No, no, no. no. Oh, Stephen Root. Stephen Root. I was yeah. sitting there going, Frost, first five, who? And uh, it's <laughs> only my head. But that's a modified singing and a dancing. He's blind. <laughs> he thinks uh, it's great. He thinks they're what, black? Yeah. And that's why he records it because it's, it sounds like a black spiritual. He's like, whoo, hey, boy. He does. It's just such a great, but it's boom, comes in. Um, 
can't remember the actor's name, but he comes in as the Huey Long type of yeah. character at the very end. Whenever he shows up in anything, I love it. That guy is funny as fuck. But, and then the, the Ku Klux Klan member on the other side. That right. Secret organization. I think we all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I will remember him and the little guy that's with the yeah. mini sweep. The mini sweep out of the f- corruption. Just, like, is, a, is you, is, is, is you, you in my constituency? Ain't <laughs> hey, hey, this place a geographical oddity? <laughs> Two weeks from everywhere. Two weeks from everywhere. I'm Dapper Dan, man. That movie just, it works so, like Tim You're Blake right. Nelson crushes, oh, John yeah. Turturro crushes. Yeah. Holly Hunter's great. Holly Hunter is great. The dude uh, from Seinfeld who chases them down, the one who played George's boss. He's the one that chases them down with the black glasses. So oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, guy. yeah. He's the devil in essence. Yeah, in essence, the devil. Yeah. But, and every time they run in, like the, the sirens by the water are fucking great. <laughs> Go the, to sleep, you little baby. Yeah, exactly. And Tim Blake Nelson thinks that Torturo's been turned into a frog. Yeah. And he sees it in the scream of anguish. <laughs> Some of the best acting in a comedy. You're in a movie, period. <gasps> Just, it seems so real. You're like, oh man, Tim Blake Nelson is killing it. It's a great line. They loved up, loved him up, and turned him into a hornet toad. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, and, that should be on my list. Damn it! All right, it just, I mean, it's and, a great choice. Fully cemented. Like, I love George Clooney, man. Yeah, Clooney's I love great George Clooney. In this. Just the range he's got. Just yeah. going mugging, just straight mugging at certain points, and it fits so beautifully in it. It's a great movie. And it's the fucking Odyssey. Yeah. It's Homer's Odyssey Updated shoved into a uh, southern comedy. Uh, about these guys uh, breaking out of jail. It's just so brilliant, man. It's so much fun. So that's my seven. Okay. Six is uh, Python's Quest for the Holy Grail. That's a punt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My seven is uh, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Uh, yeah, I can't That's do the it. one you were arguing with Mance about, I imagine? No. no oh, one. interesting. Didn't bring that one up. All right. Well, this. Uh, let me just uh, tell the young listeners who is in this movie. It's a huge I, cast. I, when you talk about Milton ensemble. Burrell, Ethel Merman. Yes. Sid Caesar. Yes. Uh, it's got some great cameos too, but I can't remember uh, the main cast. Uh, bu- 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 bu. And this is from a guy Tracy. I've only seen it once. Spencer yeah. Tracy, yeah, he Spencer plays Tracy. a straight man throughout. Milton Burrow, Sid Caesar, I just said Buddy Hackett, Buddy Hackett, Ethel Merman, Mickey Rooney, Dick Sean, who's the ma- who's the son of the mom. The he's the beach dude. Okay, Mama Phil Silvers is in this. Jonathan Winters is in this. Uh, Eddie Rochester from the Jack Benny Show. Jim Backus from Gilligan's Islands in this shit. Joe E. Brown. Uh, all the Three Stooges. What is Bacchus? Is he Thurston Howe? Yeah, Thurston Howe. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so those that's the level of Selma Diamonds. And Peter Falk is in this. Norman Fell, Mr. Roper from the Three's Company. It's incredible how many actors and uh, Buster Keaton's in this thing. Don Nuts is in this thing. He gets a cameo with him and Phil Silvers. Carl Reiner's in this fucking thing. Exactly. Like, it's insane how many people are in this thing, and it totally worked. I don't know. You couldn't... I don't know if you could... I mean, Rat Race is probably as close as you come, but those weren't like... Those weren't like A-level actors that you get. These were A-level talents you were getting into your film. Not... How dare you, sir? Look at it in the... Yes and no, because most of them went on to do great TV work. Yeah, sure. So it's it's kind of like there is a differentiation at that time within the strata of celebrity in this town. Yeah. So if you're a movie star in the 70s, 80s, probably through the 90s, that's the reason David Caruso after NYPD Blue was a huge hit. was like, I'm going to make movies. Right. And you made the leap. Now it's much more fluid. It doesn't really matter. It's about the best work. Yes. Uh, type of thing. So – they made that jump. So within that, from the 70s, it's like, yes, he was – Thurston Howe was awesome on Gilligan's Isle. And Don Knotts did a ton of amazing – he's a national icon. But he wasn't a movie star. So it's all that of no, people. right, right. 
I'm not denigrating. I feel a little bit you are. It's a huge cast like, of you, amazing. You can't compare that cast. It's a Mad Mad World. Ca- I mean, that's who uh, Rat Race. Rat Race cast. Well, it's just in that it's like they're not quite alphas. So it's a collection of not like John Cleese yeah. is in it. Cleese is in it. Whoopi Goldberg's in it. Sure. Rowan Atkinson's in it. Um, but then you go to Breck and Meyer and you Breck go to Amy Smart. Would, it's not yeah. that really, you know. No. It's a collection. Same. Jamie Kennedy. But no, this one is way bigger. Is it Jamie Kennedy? No. Who plays, no. Who plays it's, uh, Seth Green? Seth Green. That's, I always get those two guys mixed up. Really? I do. I don't know why that is. Uh, anyway, that's my number seven. If you haven't seen Stanley Kramer, it's fantastic. It's on Criterion. It's one of the funniest movies you'll ever see. It's all about a treasure hunt. Jimmy Durante, this is my personal opinion. Jimmy Durante is the guy at the beginning, and they're all chasing this $2 million treasure. And it's all the hilarious shit they get into to try to get to that okay. treasure. Um, all right. My number six is Young Frankenstein. Okay. Yeah. Of all the Mel Brooks movies, this is still my favorite. Okay. And like you said, this is a cast, but everybody else around the cast yes. you know, lifts up the cast and makes it an ensemble piece. But it's a small it's a small ensemble cast. I'm not it denigrating, is. so each one of those people that comes in, like Gene Hackman, is very memorable very in memorable. that tiny, tiny, tiny little part. Yeah. And I would count him in the collection of the definition you're talking about. It's like it's all these rich characters. Yeah. So they all have to be good if they're going to be memorable for these small parts. Right, exactly. And, you know, the guy that comes in who tells him about his father, that's a really funny thing at the moment. The old dude who gets the, the, the needle in his leg and all the mm-hmm. – like all these little things or gets kicked in the balls. Like all these little things – are super funny to build everything up. But you have Gene Wilder, Terry Garr, uh, uh, Cloris Leachman, uh, Kenneth Mars, I think, is the guy who can't stop doing the the, the Hitler salute. Uh, and uh, was I say Marty Feldman already? I'm, I'm sure, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure I did. I, I, yeah, maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. Yeah, and then you have all these people that come in, all the villagers, all the things that happen are just really, really funny to help. To help. And Peter Boyle, of course. Peter Boyle is the monster yeah. putting on the Ritz. So. To me, it's it's a f- great ensemble of talent, and it's incredibly funny. Oh, and Madeline Kahn, for shit's sake. I'm going to forget Madeline, the late, great yeah, Madeline rolling Kahn. rolling in the hay. Oh, Isn't roll, that one in this? Rolling roll, roll, roll in the hay. I love her line. She's like, uh, when he finishes having sex with her, he's like, five or six quick ones, and you're off with the boys. Well, you better keep your mouth shut. All of it. Just so incredibly funny. And it's set in the time of those old Frank Whale Universal Pictures monster movies and it's a parody, but it also totally respects the material it's parodying and actually finds moments of real emotion mm-hmm. within it. Gene Wilder, when he is freaking out about his about the fact that he's failed at it, you're just like, oh, my God. Like, he's really invested in his shit. Sure. So it's just a fantastic movie overall. It makes me laugh every single time. All right. What's your number five? Uh, five is Office Space. Oh, nice choice. Not, Not on your list? No, no. Interesting. Don't count yeah. as an ensemble? I don't think it's that I think it's funny. I don't think it's that funny. I don't think it's that level of funny for me that as these other ones are. I just don't it's a you know. Okay. I just uh much well, much like a number of other movies. Even if certain aspects of it don't ring true, others do. Yeah, yeah. So you figure that the collective this has resonated with every person on some level. Whatever the scene is, yeah, over and over and over again. Like I've never been in an office where receptionist keeps picking up and has the same high pitched delivery on five <laughs> words. Like, uh, thanks for calling Inatech. Please hold. Thanks for calling whatever she says over yeah. and over. If you sat close enough to that, I've never experienced that. But I can only imagine like all the frustration I have, and just the day to day doldrums. Yeah, yeah. I've never worked in an office like I that. I know it's not. It's not your jam. Uh, no, I've just always yeah. I've mm. chosen to work elsewhere my entire yeah. life. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. It's like I, the fact that I have haven't had a nine to five, and it's been so long. Yeah, yeah. so long. I wouldn't mind like a, a noon to seven, noon to eight. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's the nine to or eight to be like guys. 
what are we? Why are we doing this? <laughs> What's the rush? what sense exactly? Life is fleeting. This is all going to end for us. <laughs> Why not enjoy it? We can still do the same amount of work. Like twelve day, it actually works because then you have the morning to work out or do whatever. Yeah. Slowly wake up. Exactly. Get into work. You work till eight. You still have the rest of the night. You still yeah. have the full night, even if it's like you know eleven to seven. Yeah. Fine. It gets me out of there a little bit earlier. I'm eating by eight o'clock. Yeah. Like sit back, relax, chill, but I don't have to get up super early. Yeah. I, I just ease into my day a little like bit better. Day. I like 12. Yeah. Day. I'm working to the same exact hours. Yeah. But instead, I'm not because I'm not a morning person. So the idea of, of consistently getting up, like it drives me nuts after a while. I understand. I just don't. I, I don't fall asleep until late. Yeah. Doesn't matter what I have to do the next day. Just, I'm not falling asleep before two o'clock. It's not happening. My body keeps falling asleep at ten nowadays. It's terrible. Yeah, so is Catherine's. I'm right in front of the TV. It's like nine fifteen, nine thirty, some nights. Just nodding just off. Out. I'm like, all right, babe. You want me carry you upstairs? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Lindley goes, get off the couch, go to bed, go to bed right now. I will join you in an hour or two. She likes to stay up. She's, but she is terrible to wake up in the morning. Oh my god. She uh, is, she I'm is, good about that. It's ten alarms, ten fucking alarms. It's constant. So Catherine does. Oh, drives me insane. She's like, yeah, I know. I have like six snoozes, and I'm like, why? Yeah. In what world does that make sense? <laughs> because those little bursts of time, at least for me, yeah, is not good sleep. I agree. It's just the constant fear of like, oh, this thing's about to go off again. This thing's about to ah, uh, and you don't feel like you slept at all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. The mental thing about it. To each their own, though. It works for the two of them. It does. Yeah. For whatever reason. They they prefer that. It's madness. Uh, Starting your day with anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Anxiety judgment. No, thank you. But Office Space is what? Peter Peter Gal? No, wait. What's the guy's name? I always forget his name. The main dude. uh, Oh, Livingston. Sean? No. No, no, no. That's the football player. the basketball player. Or basketball player. Sorry. I was thinking. Ron Livingston. Ron Ron Livingston, Livingston. Jennifer Aniston. The George Michael dude. The, yeah, the Indian gentleman, the Indian guy. Yeah, uh, Gary Cole. Gary, Gary Cole, right? Uh, John Ted, McGinley. You're John McGinley. I was about to say what? Ted McGinley. That's not right. Yeah, John McGinley. Uh, John McGinley. And the dude who invents the hot. Oh, no, then the. Uh, yeah, jump to conclusions. He's a jump to conclusions guy. Great character actor. It's got a bunch of solid character actors. It does. Words. All through the office. The other auditor with uh, yeah. McGinley. Yeah, the over great, the great actor. Yeah, 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 very funny guy. It is over and over and over again. Although uh, Owen. Judge himself as the manager over at uh, Flingers or whatever that's it's called. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's the required amount of flair. <laughs> the other guy, though, I know we never saw him again, did we? The other waiter? No, I don't think so. You would think with the number of eyeballs that saw that. Yeah. Because then there was like the O face guy. I know he worked again. Oh, oh. The guy's a lawyer that they ask about, and he's like, "No, I've got a couple white, you know, criminal whatever. Right, you know, right. This type of prison. I've seen that guy again." Well, Everybody Steve, else. Steven Root. Steven Root, Who plays yeah. the Red Stapler guy, yeah. Uh, that was great. He's great in that. Yeah, once again, he's never... Unrecognizable, man. In over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. so good. I saw him in... Uh, he's in Bombshell. Oh, yeah? He plays a lawyer, and he's got a like a whole like thing going on, and I'm like, well, I've never seen you wear things like this. This is fucking cool. So Sweet. He's great at character actor, man. Um, all right, before we jump into my five, should we take a break uh, for this uh, yeah. sponsors? Uh, great uh, job remembering that. And because uh, I have it written down and still stuck, uh, <laughs> skipped right over it. Not even kidding. Uh, so, yeah, let's take a quick break and hear from our uh, sponsor. Cool. Uh, all right, well, uh, we are back. Can I step out and blow my nose real quick? Sure. Is that, can we keep going? Can you vamp? Yeah, I, come I can vamp. Right. Or we can edit it out, but I can vamp. It's not that big a deal. As John steps out, look. I think we can all admit he is he is soldiering through this quite handily, guys. It's uh, been pretty impressive because his voice is a raspy. 
Uh, how are we out there uh, gearing up for the holidays? So Houston, um, Houston, we are just waiting on one piece of paper. That's it. This is an update I feel like I, I should have. That's the only sentence I said. Oh, good. Houston. I didn't say anything else because I saw you coming back in. I was like, all right, I'll go say this now. We, yeah, we're waiting on one piece of paper. What are we doing with London? Are we, doing, do, are we waiting to the end to announce that? L- uh, what we, London, we are waiting on a piece of paper. Oh! Uh, that's it. So I sent back. Welcome. You guys wanted the real show on camera. This is the real show on camera. Dig it. I think they could hear it in your voice. You've earned some, you know, some, uh, is that unsweetened? Unsweetened. There you go. I like to sweeten it, but uh, not when I'm sick. Or not feeling well. Yeah. I like to do it myself. That's for sure. I never drink sweetened tea. When I was a kid, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Because I only got it when I visited my family in the South. Oh, yeah. And my great-grandma used to make it in this punch bowl, and she put in four full cups of sugar. <coughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. My mom said she watched her. She would watch her make it, like, over the years and just shake her head. <laughs> and then we would run up and be like, man, this tea is delicious because you got the caffeine plus the sugar. I love it. Uh, it's that much sugar. It's just delicious. But no, I can't. I like it, you know, plain. Or I used to drink it with a couple Splendor, a couple Sweet and Low when I was a kid. But that's what I do now. One Sweet and Low, one Equal. That's how I combine it. I never dug Equal. But you got to combine it with the Sweet and Low. Okay. It takes the edge off. Well, Sweet and Low has such a distinct artificial it flavor. Does. But that's what I grew up with. So that's what I lo- yeah. knew. I yeah. haven't had it. I couldn't tell you the last time because I just drink it black now. If oh. I have tea, I just have coffee, though. I have my tea black. Monty Black. Uh, all right. My number five uh, is uh, Caddyshack. That is a punt. Wow. That is a punt. Glad to hear that. All mm-hmm. right. Which number four? Uh, my four is – so this could be the biggest where you could fight me. Okay. And the Big Lebowski. That's my number four. Okay. I had it higher on my original. I was like – I thought it was going to be number one. It on was. It was originally when I typed this out. That's was, an ensemble, bud. What's to, what's to fight you on? Well, because it is so specifically from his perspective. Oh, sure, but the movie is everyone. Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, Steve Buscemi, Philip Seymour Hoffman, the dude who plays Lebowski, like uh, Julianne Moore, all, John Tara Turturro, Reed, Tara Reed, uh, Flea, Flea uh, Stormari. Uh, Storm, yeah, Stormari. They're all, it's an ensemble piece. All right, then that's my number one. We should hold that. I went back and forth and I was Are like. Are you punting? Yes, we're punting. All right. Well, what are we going to do? My number four, LeBowski. Okay, so then what's your number three? My three is, uh, or my number four then, actually, oh, technically, is uh, This is Spinal Tap. Oh, yeah. That's your, it's not, it doesn't, it's a funny movie. It just never does anything for me. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, we talked about it last week. I think it came okay. up like two, three weeks before that. Okay. Uh, but we did on the famous actors of, because I chose oh, Rob right, Reiner. Right, right. Because of this and who his father is and the amount of work that he's done, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Spinal Tap is dope. You should definitely see it if you like anything about rock music whatsoever or actually the music business as a whole because this shit happens to every caliber of artist. It's a funny movie. It is. There's a lot of funny to be had, especially if you like music and bands and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's my three. We talked about it a lot. Tune into last week's episode to hear the full breakdown of that. Anyway, John, now what's on to you? It's your number three. This is going to piss you off, but this is my number three. Bridesmaids. Okay. I... You're not on your list, I know, right? Uh, no, it is not. Okay. Bridesmaids is one of the funniest movies I have ever seen. Still holds up. Still brilliant from beginning to end. Still fantastic. And uh, cr- announces Kristen Wiig. Takes the edge off Robin Byrne. Announces, uh, well, not really announces Kristen Wiig, but like kind of shows that she can do the Will Ferrell thing, transition into movies. You got Melissa McCarthy, who's yeah. just really the star of the movie in essence. Maya Rudolph is fantastic. <laughs> Really? Kristen Wiig's the star. Well, McCarthy's the breakout. That's what I say. Who are you talking about when you leave the theater? True. That's McCarthy. 
Uh, yeah, but it was billed as this is a right. Kristen Wiig and other comedic actresses. Right. Leading into I, so I think of it as a Kristen Wiig movie Fair with enough. a bunch of other. It is an ensemble though. You're 100 percent right. Wendy McClendon, McClendon, Covey, uh, Seth from Reno 911. Yes, and yeah, Ellie, Ellie Kemper from The Office. Sure. Um, Chris Dowd, Chris O'Dowd, who plays the police guy. Yeah, the English actor. Yeah, the English actor. Irish, Irish, yeah. Irish. And he's then, on uh, Get Shorty now. If you watch yeah, that, which is good actually. God damn, that's a good show. I like half of it. Okay. And I stopped watching it because of that. Half of the season or the Half first? of every story because I like him in Hollywood. Yeah. And I hate the – I don't mind the the mob kingpin, the okay. woman. Okay. But her son or whatever. Oh, yeah. All his storylines just drive me nuts of mm-hmm. his ineptitude and whatnot. I understand why he's there because he helps push the, the dread element right, that right. you need. You need to walk that, that line. Yeah. But it, he just drove me nuts. And there's nothing against him. I think it's how it's – they they brought it together. Their vision for it is uh-huh. not my favorite. Okay, but fair enough. It's got a hell of a following. It does. It does. Uh, who else is the other? Oh, John Hamm's in it, of course. Yeah, uh, he's very funny as well. Yeah. But I mean, it's all like I think my favorite part is the when she's in the car and she keeps speeding past her, oh like rolling God. past him. That's my favorite scene. That's all Kristen Wiig yeah, to me. Yeah. Just the stupidity of her trying to get him to break his you know juvenile silence. But he's got a point. He does, of course he does. He's got a point. <coughs> he's right to be ignoring her for that. But the diary is seen. I, oh, I don't understand a, why. That's so funny, man. I don't get why you don't like it. It's, it's, it's just brilliant. filth for the sake of filth. But it happens. Really? It does happen. Widespread like this? I don't know. Then, then give it to me like they do in Topsy Turvy, which I didn't count for this because oh, it's more yeah. about that. But they have the bad oysters and they have to excuse themselves yeah. and whatnot. We don't see them go in and turn into a piss and shit factory. Because there's really no well, need not, for that. That's not that kind of film. True. It's, it's, but Bridesmaids, know. if you exclude that, the rest of it isn't so raunchy. It isn't. Exactly. Had it been like that throughout, then it'd just right. be like, well, that was part of the color of the movie. Right. But I thought that was a nice element of it. Because I think what women try to do with comedy mm, – I'm going to be careful what I'm going to say here. But what I think women strive to do with comedy is to – have a distinct voice about their point of view on things, but also still throw in the universal human things that people go through. Sure. You know, everybody has has had those moments where they've eaten something. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, I got to go. Um, so to put it – to make it everybody, it also showed how everybody can deal with that situation. All these different characters and different mm-hmm. type of people. You know, Melissa just goes right in the fucking sink. Maya tries to See, hold that's on what as kills much me. as possible. Maya's the – saving grace to me of that, of her just slowly getting lower and lower and knowing that she has this canopy, that I'm fine with. McCarthy dropping trowel and just going, you know, homeless. That's her character. With fucking cholera all over the the (laughs) sink. It's like, uh, why do I need to see that? In what world is that genuinely funny to me? Uh, Well, I don't know what to tell you. It's funny to a lot of people. I don't know. I think you can go right up to the line. There's no point. Like, when Jim Carrey is in the bathroom peeing and he looks over and sees the, you know, uh, for a good time type of thing and the guy oh, shows up. Oh, right. Like, take me to it. So you're still in that world. There's still comedy to be found. Oh, you mean Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, right, right. But I don't need to see. What about Jeff Daniels and Dumb and Dumber taking a shit? You like that scene? What's the difference? It, the saving grace is the little squeaker fart at the end and it makes him chuckle. Without that, I don't like that scene. Wow. I'm not even kidding. Okay. That one little note goes. All right. All right. Fine. Get to squeeze. And I – look, in my life, I have farted a couple of times and it's made me chuckle or something. You, you only just, farted a couple of times? It, to make me chuckle? Oh, OK. Where Fair you enough. let it in you're like, oh, oh kind of like <laughs> – I didn't laugh like that. But there have been a couple of times where like, didn't expect that. It makes you giggle a little bit. <laughs> you, had, you haven't had that by yourself? Like you're just kind of walking around the house. One comes out and you're like, oh, hey. <laughs> that was harder than I was expecting. 
Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so because of that human element in the, the, all of this. Yeah. So I guess by that sense, then the Rudolph, that aspect of it should be so strong because I do genuinely enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But it's just the full. Yeah. Like, like lava. Well, like, like basically, you know, that's zombie. When they bite you instead of vomiting out the blood, that's what it looks like coming out of your butt. <laughs> it's like that you would be dead. Wow. From that amount of – that fluid color, first off, is wrong. OK. I don't <laughs> so, think we ever see it. I, I think I think by their reaction, it yeah. doesn't – it can't be healthy. OK. No, of course it can't be healthy. Yeah. This isn't something your doctor's going to be proud of. <laughs> so it's implied. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, that's, I love the movie and I enjoyed it. Paul Feig did a great job directing it. What's your number two? My number three. Oh, I'm sorry. Your number three. Is Anchorman. Why do we jump to my number three ahead of your number three? Did I just jump? Uh, that was my bad. I must have just jumped after you did your I four. must because I had to reorder. Right, 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 right. With oh, Lebowski because so, okay. that was my four. I jumped it down to four. So this is Anchorman? My three is Anchorman. Okay, okay. So then we'll go to your two after that as well because that's we're going okay, out of order. that's fine. That's but you don't have Anchorman? I do not have Anchorman. No, go ahead. Oh, somebody doesn't like quality entertainment, huh? I like Anchorman. You don't think of it as an ensemble? Because. No, it is an ensemble. I can't deny that. And it's four deep. Then you throw in uh, yeah. Christina, and you've got all the little side characters popping in here okay, and there, okay. and then the big throwdown fight. Yeah. And now you're adding on all these stupid people with the yeah. ongoing strife with Vince Vaughn and his crew. Yeah. And because it is, you know, yeah. it's I, a whole crew of dudes. Of course. It's a great choice. Jack Black comes deny. in with a yeah. memorable biker scene. Ben Stiller. Yeah. Tim over Robbins. and over again. Tim Robbins. Luke Wilson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, uh, Ken Willard or Fred Willard? Fred Willard. Who play, and then uh, Chris. Yeah, he's uh, the station manager, then the guy from SNL that's on. Yeah. Uh, Rick and Morty, Chris. Chris Parnell? Parnell. Yes. I was like, Pine, it ain't Pine, it's a P, though. <laughs> yeah, Parnell. Uh, yeah. It's the second one of those. I've had this one. I couldn't think of Stephen Root earlier, and I was like, fast face. It's not an F. What is it? It's got a hard continent at the end, though. That's where I was starting. And I get stops. I'm rifling through all his movies, every character I can think of, over and over and over again, going, yeah. spark it in my mind, spark it in my mind. Not happening. <laughs> it's unfortunate. What are you going to do? Angerman's yeah. dope. Well, it is I, so funny. I, I, what can be said that hasn't been said a billion times over? Yeah. I just like Ricky Bobby more. I like Anchorman. For real? Oh, yeah. I love Talladega Nights so much. See, I think the through line of the story holds me more in Anchorman, whereas okay. the scenes, some of the scenes in Talladega are really stellar. Mm-hmm. But the overall, like him having to go up against, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen, because gay French guy and whatnot, don't really care. Okay. I mean, him and Andy Richter, Sasha and Andy are great. Right, right, right. But I don't know that that storyline needs to technically be in there. Okay. He could have easily just gone from first and like gotten into a crash or whatnot and then John C. Riley takes over and does well. Yeah. And there's like just the battle between the two of them, they come back and it'd still be the same movie. Yeah. Pick some other random and whatnot that see John C. Riley has to save him from in the end or some guy they both didn't like that they set up in the first race type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But to me Anchorman is uh I don't okay. know. The stupidity of it, the fact that it works And it does. And uh, I think that's the only way you get like a Talladega if there is no anchor man, there is no Talladega. It's true. It's true. It's very true. Oh, and then, of course, the, to a lesser degree, the uh, basketball one. Semi-pro? Semi-pro, which is right after, I think, Anchorman. I think you're right. And then Blades Glory was... I liked Blades of Glory. I did not like Semi-pro. It was... But that was... Blades of Glory was after Semi-pro, was it not? Oh, maybe. And at that point, it's like, all right, 
Like, okay, maybe he's going to have a dumb wig, yeah. and it's like a ridiculous premise. Yeah. He got into a rut in my mind. Okay, yeah, yeah, repeating the same beats yeah. over and over again. When I it's one I of those things of you're you. better than this, man. Okay, and then he does like Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, which that's I thought interesting. Was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. I don't know where, but nobody saw it. But that's yeah. fine, man. You're putting out good work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can do drama. He did that Woody Allen movie. Good in that. There's the one I can't. I'm blanking on it, but. He ends up on his front lawn with all his stuff, and oh, a yeah. neighborhood kid comes nothing, over. Everything nothing, to lose or nothing? Everything to lose. must go. Everything must go. Yes. Good call. Yeah. Rebecca Hall's in that one. Wow. She's good. That's a good film. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's my three. Which you, uh, so my number two, yeah, you're, you're two is Punt from earlier, Caddyshack. Okay. Cool. That's my number five. Yeah. Uh, correct. Just an all-timer. Just an all-timer. Everybody dance. You're talking about a movie that... Doesn't work and yet works. It has no business working. Well, because it has no business, and it works. It's like so a well. uh, basically, it's kind of like our show. It's a bunch of tangents yeah. cobbled together for one thing that's an th- enjoyable experience as a whole. Yeah, there's a thread. We're better about the structure because it almost seems like halfway through filming they latched onto this caddy tournament thing. Because before that, it's like we're following these people for a little while, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're following these people, and then like all the backstories don't pay off. Doesn't matter, type of thing. I mean, you do open it on the the caddy itself, and that big Irish family's got yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a nice stereotype that probably wouldn't exist in a movie right now. <laughs> Fifteen kids, you know, type of thing. Although he ends up with a girl that's even is she more Irish? She's more Irish than he is. Yeah, I mean, she's full on from Ireland. I believe right. that's what that accent is. I don't know if she ever did anything after that. She was good. Yeah, she was good. I don't know why she didn't. Danny, Danny. Yeah, you don't have to win the caddy tournament, Donnie. Yeah, it's full. It's thick. Yeah. And then the Italian dude with the sleeveless shirt, like standard stereotypical. Perfect, perfect Italian. (laughs) Could be Puerto Rican kid. Yeah, that if you lived in a populous enough area, you knew this kid on the East Coast. I had, I knew a couple. Oh yeah, of course. I've seen this kid. You know, older kids. I've seen him before. (laughs) Type of thing. I've served with guys like that. Of course you have. (laughs) Of course you have. All of it. Yeah, it's so fun. And you know, Ted Knight is brilliant in this movie. Who rarely did movies. But he was great when he was sad. Oh yeah. Well, but I didn't watch Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Oh really? Oh I didn't. yeah. She, he's for me. It was too close for comfort. Okay. That's the one that I really loved. But you see something like this, I'm like, man, I wish you lived. I wish I had you now. He is what Phil Hartman is. I was about to he say he's yeah. Phil, Mar- Phil Hartman, but Phil Hartman, I think, had was allowed to show more gears. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Ted Knight had I grown up. We got in a longer run with Phil, type of thing. Yeah. And he had the length of of Ted Knight's. But Ted Knight is great. Dangerfield is basically just being himself, and somehow it kind of works. It so works. I'll take two of these, three of these, five of these. Oh, look at this hat. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. But it looks great on you. It looks great and on you, And he mugs. Though. I mean, he mugs just right there. It's so good. Look, dance. This weird, like, why is this in the movie? Yeah. This is great. So what? So let's dance. But it's Chevy and, and, and Bill on top of that. Oh, right, right. Bill is so funny. He is. So funny. This squirrel. ridiculously stupid character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That lives on. Chevy, the you know supposed epitome of cool, this country club playboy. Yeah, uh, yeah. The movie is movie's pretty damn excellent. <laughs> Although we've had some people that have gone back to watch it from the show. Us talking about it, they're like it didn't work for me. Yeah, like wow, really? I, th- I don't understand it. Yeah, this to me seems kind of timeless. Yeah, it seems like it seems like the, yeah, like you said, it should transcend generate, and I think it does for certain people. I just think other people just don't feel as well, much maybe of a connection to it. Some of the parts have been kind of beaten into pop culture a little too much. Like I know the Bill Murray, like I got that going for me, which is nice. Yeah, it was a meme format for a while. Gun, 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 gun. Yeah, I was a looper. 
<laughs> you know that side. No, I, I was uh, my favorite. One of my favorite sequences is is the the uh, priest uh, doing the golf, the hole. Oh, and he gets struck by, and He's... I like that Bill Murray puts his clubs down eventually and just, just kind of scurries away. He goes, <laughs> just the mania of the fact that he's having the greatest round of his goddamn life, and it's in the rain, and no one else would be out here, but he's able to count them because he can still do it, and at the end when he hit by strike, lightning when he misses the hole in one, and then later when they found him, he's like, well, don't you disagree, Father? Don't you agree, Father? He goes, there is no God. And yeah. he's like, oh, shit. Well, it's because you blasphemed, and he struck you down. He did. He As did. a man of the cloth, you thought that you were bigger. You got struck down, and now you're bitter about it, about a stupid golf game. The fucking baby Ruth in the water. Like, there's so many great bits throughout that whole movie, man. It's so good. Um, so my number two is Ghostbusters. Okay, was that the, was the one with Mance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not on your list. Well, because I, I told him I, I view it. <coughs> to me, the thrust of the movie is the action sci-fi element, and the comedy yeah. is sprinkled in to help give that world life. Okay. But to me, it's more so a sci-fi action-y with comedy elements. Yeah, it's got it's a lot the of them. comedy section always. I know. You're right. Because yeah. Mance kept going through and he's like, what about this? Because I, like, I was like, what are the really funny lines? And I listed off the first three I could think of. And yeah. he was like, well, what about the one where, you know, are you the uh, key master? Yeah. And she says no. And then he breaks. I don't remember him breaking the fourth wall, but looks right at the camera, mm-hmm. I guess. Does he look straight at the camera yeah. down the barrel? It's what, yeah. Don't remember it. And then it like away. that. Yeah. I thought he might have, like, looked out of the side and been like, well, you know, fuck it. Try it. I'll try it. <laughs> Did do it again. And I was like, okay, if he does break the... The fourth wall. That's yeah. interesting. I don't remember it like that. There's so many funny lines in the movie. The Twinkie line is hilarious. The cats and dogs living together. Cats and dogs living together. The and this man has no dick. This man has no dick. Those are the two that I cited off the top. Ray, if someone tells you you're God, you say yes. The Stay uh, Puft Marshmallow. The idea of the Stay Puft Marshmallow. That's a yeah. joke within itself. See, I didn't I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know about that till the movie came out. Even if you don't, it's still a marshmallow man. It's funny. How is that funny? Because how do you think a demon's going to show up looking like a marshmallow man? That makes no sense. That's what makes it funny. It's supposed to be something sweet. Really? You laughed evil. when oh, it was a state? fuck yes, I did. For real? Yes. Like, genuinely laughed. You saw a big yes. marshmallow man. You're like, these these motherfuckers have done it again. I was like, these idiots uh, have thought of a marshmallow man. This is brilliant. Wow. No. I, I remember watching. I still do. And be like, that's a really cool visual. It's an interesting movie monster. Like, right. I appreciate it for that. In no way did I ever go... Hilarious! What's such a ridiculous thing to have a marshmallow man be? No, I like the, kill the everybody pulling the cloth off the table, and yeah. then the flowers are still staying. Like that's a good. Yeah. But then they go right back to the super serious. Don't cross the streams, and that's the focus right, right. of the scene. But every one of their scenes is, has comedy in it. Yeah. I'm just saying. But like, do we need a Dan Aykroyd ghost blowjob scene? That's fair. I don't disagree with you there. It's a weird. That's an '80s comedy thing, right? Obviously, but the visuals are nothing short of stunning. But when, he's, not, he's not in a superior position in that thing either. It's no. a dream he's having. Yeah, yeah. We assume. Oh, God, but knowing that Ackroyd believes in ghosts, is this oh. a fantasy that he's living out in front of us? That's a fair point. Makes it a little weirder when you rewatch that, knowing. Hey, um, the the visuals, the story. I think yeah. are all cool. Like when they shut down the holding. A container, yeah, and everything shoots up into the sky. When I was a kid, and still to this day, the visuals of that and flashing into people, and like suddenly they show up at a hot dog stand, and the vendors like this, you know, Looney Tunes. And yeah, it's awesome. I love all the chaos that creates. It's a beautiful thing. It just doesn't make me. It maybe puts a smile on my face. Wow, it's a part of. Comedy. I know it's in the comedy section. Yeah, everybody considers it a comedy. You're right. I am right. I'm not trying to be right or wrong. You're right. I'm just defending on the position. On some level, you are. That's fine. <laughs> just defending the position. You're right. Um, all right. What's your number one? One is the other punt, Lebowski. Okay. Yeah, we talked about it. that's right. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, Lebowski. We've talked about it a million times. Do you want to go into it anymore? No. Okay. It's the best. All right. <laughs> there you go. It's so good. It's so good. It's uh, so good. It gave me a Kenny Rogers song that I didn't know was Kenny Rogers until I saw that movie because yeah, I only know no. his big, huge you know, country hits. And this is Kenny Rogers before he's a solo artist. Yes. This is when the group called, I think, the main event or something like that. No idea. I just know yeah. that's young and yeah. you can hear it in his voice. And he hadn't turned into Kenny Rogers yet. Yeah. Uh, well, at least how the public perceived or how he was given, displaying himself later on. Yeah, yeah, um, but Kenny it Rogers. Is, it's so good. Yeah. I it's so good. Pieces. Uh, my number one is uh, Monty Python, The Holy Grail, the pun from earlier. Okay. That is just – to me, it can't be beat. There's no film that I know every almost every goddamn line from. There's no film that makes me laugh all the time when I ever hear any reference to it. And what the entire Monty Python is in, in essence an ensemble, and then you—I mean—they they play all these different characters in the movie. It's brilliant, and then you have the two old people there who are pretending to, p- to tell a real documentary, and what happens to them. But overall, it's just—and then of course uh, uh, Terry Gilliam's animation as well. In mm-hmm. essence, is another character in the movie. So for sure, throughout the whole thing, and just all the scenes, and they're so incredibly brilliant. The constitutional peasant scene is fucking genius. Of how they break it all down, this idea. First of all, the idea that a legend like this could exist and that English people would like be, uh, uh, I don't know what, what we feel, um, would want to believe in a legend like this that happened some point in their past, right? How could you not? <clears throat> well, that's something, it's ridiculous. Throw a sword and from the lady. Yeah, the but life is so, so short and mysterious at that point yeah. in human history. I guess you're right. You don't know anything beyond, so. Like uh, you can't describe how <laughs> think about how like how fog happens. There's a reason that's spooky. You can't see through it, but it yeah. happens there day or night, yeah. and it's this weird cover, and it always there's that chill in the air. Yeah. So you're not enjoying it as much, and they don't the concept of evaporated water collecting into clouds <laughs> at eye level doesn't make sense. Yeah, true. So magic's part of the world. Yeah, I guess you're right there. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, just the idea of it, like in people nowadays who read the King Arthur story, they want to believe in that kind of stuff that it happened. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting. And then also, um, he, that just that scene is undercutting the idea of the ridiculousness of, of the construction of a government in any society. It's just brilliant on so many levels because governments have come about from the weirdest situations and the yeah. weirdest circumstances have combined to create a government. It's insanely brilliant. Plus, he's actually having this argument with this guy about how he became king and how other people like think that they're leading nations and things of that nature. So all of that is just brilliant. Uh, from top to bottom, this idea of chasing the – and the fact that they had to use the coconuts because they didn't have enough money to buy horses. It didn't have it horses. in the budget. Yeah. And it ends abruptly like that because of the budgetary reasons. They were done. Uh-huh. They had no money left. So they ended that way. And it was like, so funny. When Cleese is in essence the troll under the bridge, but he's, he's not playing a troll but something like that. Right. He was up on some perilous cliff that when they would yell cut, he'd have to like squanch down to as close to the ground as he could get <laughs> because gusts of wind could come up and knock him off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Got to shoot it though. Yeah. Gotta shoot it. Uh, yeah, I read it. Something's like, yeah, I wasn't happy about that day. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Yeah, laughs> I don't so. But it works. You it pulled does. off a great movie. The holy hand grenade is funny. The bunny is fucking yeah. funny. Uh, of course, the French people are hilarious. You know, all of it is just so funny all the way around. And um, the the, minute, the little stories they all have uh, for Lancelot and everybody and Eric. Uh, was it no? What, what's the name of the 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 weak one? The weak um, what, the frail anemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Prince? 
Wasn't he a prince? Is that the no, guy no, you're talking not, about? No, not the, the woman, the, the Eric Idle, and he's playing that uh, knight who is like always oh, running I can't away. Remember. Yeah, brave, brave, bravely ran away. Oh, I forget. The, oh, Jesus, how could I forget it? Oh well. Sir Robin, brave Sir Robin. Okay. That's it. He f- bravely ran away. Did you ever see Spamalot? No, I never did. Me either. Yeah, I don't go to that many. Same. Yeah, I would go to more. Yeah. I just don't ever think about it. I think if I lived in New York, I would totally go. But because I don't, True. I always think of the touring companies as lesser than the originals, so I don't always go. Yeah, you never know, though. You yeah. get lucky. I got certainly seen Chicago twice with a, a touring company. It was fantastic both times. So you're probably right. Um, all yeah. right. Well, maybe when uh, we may or may not be in London. Oh. At some point, you can go down to the West End. I went to all play last time. Yeah. I might do it again, uh, you know, if we hypothetically end up. In, say, London of all cities. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Houston, if you had a thriving uh, scene, we may do that as well. They certainly have a thriving food scene. Yes, there you go. That's what I've heard. Certainly. Stay on the the lookout for that. Yeah. We've got some announcements coming down the pike. Uh, But anyway, that's – oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to handle this with – uh, no, 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 that's our individual lists. Yes, yeah. yeah, no, no, for best ensemble comedies. Uh, should we read them off to help it easier for Adam and uh, Cody do the graphics? That we will. All right. At number ten, I've got Best in Show. Nine is Three Amigos. Eight is Old School. Seven is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Six is Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail. Then I have a space and say take ad break and forgot to do that. <laughs> and it literally stopped my list right in the middle, and I glanced right over it. Uh, five is Office Space. Four is This is Spinal Tap. Three is Anchorman. Two is Caddyshack. One is The Big Lebowski. All right. My number 10 is Animal House. Uh, nine, The Royal Tenenbaums. Eight, Fish Call Wanda. Seven, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Six, Young Frankenstein. Five, Caddyshack. Four, The Big Lebowski. Sorry. Three, Bridesmaids. Two, Ghostbusters. And number one, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, all right. You want to put this list together and I'll go get the bongos? Yeah. Okay. So, Commonality, Lebowski is number one. Yes. Um, and I'm typing that out for the people listening. So I think Caddyshack, I can't recall where he had that. I think it was much lower. It might be Monty Python next because that's 1 6. Where'd you have Caddyshack again? I had Caddyshack at number 5. 2 5. Okay, 1 6. So then it's Monty Python. Okay. Uh. Hey. And then Caddyshack. Four. What else do we... I don't think we have another thing in common. Do we have Lebowski already on there? Yep. Okay. That, that ends up as number one, then Monty Python, okay. and then Caddyshack, and then I think we're out of commonality. Are yeah. we not? All right. Ghostbusters, no. Bridesmaids, no. Nope. Right. Young friends, no. Okay. Yeah, let's break this thing down then. Ghostbusters is your two? Yes, my two. Well, that makes that easy. What number is that? That is number four. Okay. Uh, what do you have next? I've got my number three, Anchorman. All right, I have Bridesmaids. I'll put Anchorman over Bridesmaids. That's fine. I know you don't like Bridesmaids. Just warm up a little bit. All right, next highest for you. Uh, I got my four. Okay. Um, I have my four as well. Oh, no, Big Lebowski. Where to put it? So your four goes. All right, this is Spinal Tap. What's your next highest? I got... Five. Uh, my next size is number six. Uh, all right. I got office space at five. Because we put Caddyshack on, right? Correct. All right. What's your six? Uh, six was Young Frankenstein. 
All right, and I got my seven. Okay, what I got, got my seven as well. I got oh brother. I got it's a mad 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 world. I mean, to me it's clear, but I do have the coin. Oh my god! Well, I don't. Is it for the last spot? Yeah, it's for the last spot. Oh, gotta do the coin. Okay. Do you have the coin? You flipped this time. I flipped last time. I don't want any kind of bone of contention. Bone of contention. Here we go. Here comes the coin for the people on video. You can't see that because it's too far away. All right. Randomizer. Well, you didn't like my song? No, I liked it. That face does not indicate. Because oh, I was tense about how you're going to flip it. Beautiful flip and Batman. God damn it. Woo! How dare you? Uh, you know? It's a shame. It's really not. Should have put it higher. Should have put it higher. Oh, well. There we go. That's it. All right. Uh, all right. Let's count this thing down. The top 10 ensembles in a comedy. Yeah. At number 10. Oh, brother, where art thou? At number nine. Young Frankenstein. At number eight. Office Space. At number seven. This is Spinal Tap. At number six. Bridesmaids. At number five. Anchorman. At number four. Ghostbusters. At number three. Caddyshack. At number two. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And our number one comedy ensemble movie is The Big Lebowski. Hey, man, there that's just like your opinion, dude. All uh, right. There it is. That yes. is the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, please be on the, the lookout very soon for announcements from us. Yeah. Uh, seriously, we were just waiting on two emails. Yep. That is it. London, get ready. That's all we're going to tell you. And Houston. I would and say Houston. Houston even more so. Houston, get ready even earlier than London. Yes. Let's get real. It's coming. And then uh, Toronto, we move on after you, and then we got to set start setting up cities after that. You but got, we got uh, the holidays. Ghana? To we got Ghana. We got Wichita, Kansas. I don't actually. Someone pointed out a long time ago that that is a server hub, so that's why there's oh. so much representation within the download uh, list. Show to Wichita, like five people come out. Dude, Tell us a joke. God we wheel in the servers, and then we just oh. somehow hook in a live feed. Boom. I like that. I like that. Done and done. Uh, yeah, we will be on the out with uh, more of that coming up soon. So please follow. Uh, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the top ten show um, and hit us up over there, or go to at top ten show on all spelled out on uh, Twitter. Yeah, and join the conversation over there. Patreon.com forward slash the top ten with the number ten. Boom. You can contact us either of those three ways. And me personally at Matt Nost M A T T K N O S T. You can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you want to be part of our Patreon. Right, www.patreon.com slash the top 10, number 10 there. Go see all the multiple levels you can donate or help to support the show, rather, uh, and see what you can participate in and what you get in exchange for your support of the show. You know, we've got uh, relists, we've got, you can participate in, we've got uh, Topic Thunder, you can send in your topics for us to talk about, all those things that we've got going on. So, uh, And we're always opening the door for more and more things, so please do that. Uh, that's it, I think. Yeah, that is it. And we will see you guys in a week. Thank you so much for tuning into the top 10. I figured I'd open this close and I will, pardon me, I opened this close and I'm now closing this open. <laughs> Boom, there it is. Thanks for tuning in. Adios. Ooh.